Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey, everybody. I'm really excited to be here with you today. I have been asked to speak at a singles regional conference, and the subject is communication in dating. And so I thought that I would make this a podcast and get a little practice for myself. I am really excited about this topic. I think it is super fun. I think it can be fun. I think sometimes it's challenging after divorce or breakup to get back in there into that dating world. And the first slide I'm going to show is a video of my daughter doing a flow rider. If you know what a flow rider is, it's that simulated surfing or simulated body surfing. It's in a lot of cruises. And there's one at a community pool here. And the video has her starting out super smoothly, but she's nervous to enter the waters And then after about three or four seconds, her long legs just start flailing everywhere and she totally crashes. And uh, I just feel like doing that for comic relief, saying sometimes we're nervous. The dating world seems like this rushing waters. And then we think we're smooth sailing for a while, then boom, you know, breakup happens or something comes out of left field and we're sideswiped or whatever the case, but just for some comic relief. But for those who know how to navigate the waters, I think communication is crucial. It is so crucial. It's crucial in dating and then it's crucial to developing that dating into relationships. So I have 12 things that I've just come up with that I hope can help you today. And number one, before we even date, okay, there's some things that we need to do. We need to work on ourselves a little bit. So my first one is to actually believe that there are good people out there. All right. It's really hard for people after they've been through some trauma, after they've been through a super difficult situation, a long relationship, whatever, to trust the new person, to realize that it this person is different. They are not the same. You do not have to compare them. Uh, people get jaded. It just happens. And there will be triggers. There just will be. And this can happen no matter how much we trust, no matter how long we've been with somebody. It's kind of natural for it to happen. Let me tell you an example. Um, I won't get into a lot of detail, but I had a trigger when I was dating my now husband um, that reminded me of my ex when we'd go to a restaurant and he would go to the bathroom. That triggered me um, because of things that happened in my first marriage. And so I'd get nervous and I would just notice that physiologically I would start sweating, um, my body would get hot, and so my body was just kind of repeating what used to go on in the past. But of course, he wasn't doing the same thing. Um, Those feelings were not warranted at all. So we've got to work on ourselves a little bit about being ready and actually believing again. So if you're mentally traumatized and victimized, you will not be in a position to give to a relationship. You'll be going out there looking for somebody to, to give you something. 
You'll be out there looking to get. And that never works. Ever. If you're stepping into the dating world to get something from it, don't step in. Take a step back. It never works. We have to give everything to our relationships for it to work. We can't expect to get. So number one, believe that there are good people out there, okay? Have some faith. All people are not the same. Number two, again, this is still working on ourselves before we even get to the subject of dating. But what do you want to become? Okay, so what kind of person do you want to be with, right? All right, if you are not that type of person, then you need to either lower your expectations or get to work. Get right to work on yourself. Because there's this little thing called the law of attraction. We may have heard this before. Like-minded people kind of are attracted to each other, right? If we are super active in our church and our faith, we will attract like-minded people. If we're super hardworking and, you know, you get with somebody who is not hardworking, you're just not as attracted, aren't you? Uh, Same thing with physically fit. You cannot expect to be with this total physically fit person when you never exercise at all. I'm just saying that we want to work on ourselves so that we're attracting the type of person that we are. So if you are not that person, be that person. You can be, okay? And you can attract different people than before. All right, so number two is what you do you want to be? Number three, how do you represent yourself? Now, this is getting into communication, believe it or not. Okay, how do you represent yourself? So we all know most of dating, or at least getting to know you, is online. Okay, you might know where I'm going with this. What kind of posts are you creating? Are they pity parties? Do you have some need for connection? where you're lonely and you're putting it out there to please post this if you're my friend, if you read my posts and then copy it to your feed or whatever so I can answer back. No, please don't. Or do you do you post shirtless gym pictures? Okay, do you have a need for validation that's just not being met? So you like to take pictures with your shirt off? Okay, you're super proud of your six-pack, which is great, but we don't need to see it type deal. Okay, let's let's be moderate in, in all things. So how are you representing? What you put out there, again, you'll attract back. And the other part of representing yourself is to be where you should be. What does that mean? If you are frequenting bars and clubs, which I'm not saying that that is a totally bad thing to do. But those are the people, the bar hoppers and and everything that you are going to pick up. All right. Um, If you are where you're supposed to be, such as if you are a church goer, if you are at those church activities, if you are at church, if you are volunteering places, if you are going to work and you're working hard and you're doing the things you should do and you're at the places you should be at, then you will pick up and attract people like-minded who are also where you are. So just a little thought there. 
of representing ourselves, how we show up, where we are online and in the general world. So number three, how do you represent yourself? Number four, set expectations early on. So now we are into this dating world. We're into this dating relationship. Okay. And you're thinking, wait, set expectations early on. I've heard I'm not supposed to have expectations. No, that's in a marriage. (laughs) So it's really important for you to tell your partner what you want. Do you need alone time regularly? Do you want to see your friends weekly or whenever? Is consistent exercise a priority? You know, when you are super clear about who you are and what you want, then they will know from the beginning. Okay, are you clear on how active in your church you are and what what that the partner wants to do? Okay, that's a big one. So, When you are conveying as much as possible from the start, through your discussions and your actions, they see you, these are the things you do, then they know they're not blindsided or they can expect to keep doing that as the relationship progresses. If you pretend something isn't a priority, then you cannot expect it a year later for them to be totally fine with it. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't need to see my friends that much. No big deal. (laughs) I know that you've heard of people who've gotten into a relationship who were not clear about their expectations. And they ain't doing much of anything anymore. They're just all the time is with the partner. So, and then vice versa. Encourage your partner to share what their expectations are so that you know, so that you can support hobbies or or whatever that they want to do. Okay, so this is a huge one in communication. Very important. So set your expectations early on and communicate them. Number five, address your feelings as soon as possible. If there's something on your mind, whether it's positive or negative, don't delay telling about it. Let's do it calmly. So describe how and why you're feeling the way you do. And the same goes for when they ask you, what's wrong? Or what are you thinking about? Okay, don't just reply nothing. Or it doesn't matter if there's actually something wrong. Okay, (laughs) so how can anything get resolved if both parties don't know the whole story? So they don't know. They're just asking what's wrong. So let's just communicate. Let's talk it out. Early on. Early on. So number five, address your feelings as soon as they arise and as soon as possible. Okay, number six, be curious. Now, maybe I should have put this as an earlier point because this is very, very crucial when you just barely begin dating. Okay, ask questions. Ask stupid questions. Be super curious about them. Ask how something makes them feel, what their interests are, what their fears are, what makes them passionate about things, and everything in between. The more you know 
about your partner, the easier it is to communicate efficiently with them. Okay, the more talking, just the better. Then if you're curious, you'll know more. You'll know more about the expectations. It's a ripple effect. Then you'll be able to talk about your feelings way easier. Everything's just way more smooth sailing when you're super curious. It also shows that you have interest. Okay, number six, be curious. Number seven, okay, now you might think seven and eight are a little bit weird, but I'm going to talk about criticism. Sometimes we're scared of the word criticism. We're like, oh, you can't criticize. I'm just purely talking criticism as the definition of maybe saying something that might be wrong with somebody else. I'm not saying not to do it nicely, but number seven is when receiving criticism, do not take it personally. Okay, in a healthy relationship, your partner should be able to speak openly and to feel open. Okay, so before hearing it like it's a total assault, just try to be logical and evaluate it. Are they saying it in a caring way? Are they looking out for you? Then listen and don't get defensive. Or are they actually attacking you? And of course, you stand up for yourself. You do it politely. You let them know they're crossing a boundary and you talk it out. But what I'm talking about is receiving constructive criticism. And I've, I've heard that there are, there's no constructive criticism. Okay. Yeah. But it's going to happen. All right. People are going to say, I don't like the sound that you make when you bite your fork. Okay. That (laughs) somebody I dated told me that. And I could have totally taken it hard. I could have been like, oh my gosh, how long has this been going on? Does this make him cringe or whatever? But he told me super nicely. And then I realized that I was kind of biting my fork with every bite instead of just using my lips. (laughs) So there's just, sometimes there's just little things. So when we receive criticism, number seven, don't take it personally. Okay, number eight, this is the giving criticism. So when we are giving someone criticism, Never launch into this barrage of what they're doing wrong, okay? Tell them how you feel in a direct, yet a constructive way and a polite way. Rather than just pointing the finger, you always leave your clothes around here. Why is your closet always dirty? (laughs) Or why are you always late? Are you a late person? Everywhere it bugs the crap out of me. There's ways of communicating. Uh, putting an I feel and putting <laughs> putting that I feel in front of your statements, that can make a big difference instead of making it accusatory. You do this. You do that. Well, they might, but you don't like how it makes you feel. So you can say, I feel like I'm not important when you are always late to pick me up. You know, things like that. So well, number eight, when giving criticism, do it politely, constructively, Um, and never point the finger. Okay, start with the I feel statements. All right, moving along. Number nine. Ooh, I like this one. Serious discussions should be in person and private. Having important talks face-to-face can sometimes be uncomfortable, but it's the only way they should be done. We should not be texting 
when we have super important things to say. Email? No. Please. There's too many things that can be lost to interpretation. Also, I've seen this happen with couples in general, that they start talking about their problems in front of people. Oh my gosh, have, have you guys felt that and it's super awkward and uncomfortable? And it's not fair to make your partner have this emotional conversation in front of people. So please do not. So number nine, serious discussions should be in person and they should be private. Number 10, speaks for itself. Do not interrupt. This might be one of the most important communicating factors in dating. Do not interrupt. I might have to switch this one to somewhere near the beginning also. All right, going on. Number 11. Share your problems about your relationship with your partner. Okay, not with anyone else. Sometimes we get in this super easy habit about sharing our concerns with others. This is otherwise known as bitching about our relationship with our friends, right? Plain and simple. So share and resolve the issue ASAP with each other. No one else. And number 12, I call define the relationship. Now, I'm not meaning to define it if it does not mean to be defined. But almost every woman out there thinks she has to have the define the relationship talk. And usually way too early on in the relationship. So it scares the guy away. See, you want to have this big old meeting. I call it a powwow. That's this super uncomfortable meeting where you almost pull your guy aside and say, hey, can we meet sometime? Do you have a time where we can sit down and talk? I really just need to talk to you and I'd really like for it to be important. Oh my gosh, guys hate this, by the way. Okay, I try having these powwows, I call them, with my husband, just about different issues and he hates them. He's like, uh, why can't you just talk to me normally? <laughs> why can't you just bring things up without it means having to set a meeting? So guess what works way better? Exactly what he said. You bring it up organically. Okay, let's not schedule the meeting. Let's not make it a big deal. But when it's time, time is the key. So you've got to give it some time. And I'm not talking waiting for years. But when it's time, if it hasn't naturally come up, then you can bring it up effortlessly, just as you're walking somewhere. Not when he's watching a playoff game, but casually when you're somewhere. So number 12, define the relationship. Find out when the time is right and make sure that it is a casual and normal type of conversation. Okay, in closing, I just wanted to say one more thing. A step that's not really on here, and it, I think, is the biggest thing. You just be you. You be authentic. You do you. You know, we hear that so often. But whoever you are supposed to be with, you will attract them to who you are. They'll love you for you and all of your weirdness. I say that because I'm super weird. And if they don't love you for all of you, then... That's okay. They'll find someone else. It's not that big a deal. We don't have to 
sit around and wonder, why didn't he love me? Or why didn't she like this about me? What do I need to change about myself? No, just be the best you that you can be because you are awesome. And when they see that authentic side of you and they see your confidence that you have because you know who you are and because you're doing you with confidence, they will fall in love with that. I know that that is my favorite quality about my husband and that's his favorite quality about me is our confidence and our self-esteem of, of who we are and what we know we are. So I just want you to know you are awesome. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or any concerns, please email me, coachemilysanchez at gmail.com. Okay, everybody, make it a great one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.